0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Critics Corner podcast. We're back after a brief hiatus, all star week hiatus. Luis, I feel like a lot has happened since we last talked. Uh, you almost died. Um, Juan Soto demanded a trade, or not demanded a trade, but the Nationals are shipping Juan Soto. Uh, Angels are taking calls for Otani. We had the all star game, we had the home run derby. Uh, we have injuries galore, storylines galore. And yeah, like I said, you almost died as well in there. So how yeah. how, how
1: you been doing? I mean, I'm uh, uh, thankful to be alive after my uh, near death experience last Monday. So so, listeners, uh, I know we've been off for two weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, it was kind of difficult getting in the pod because we had other commitments, and so we had planned to do a double episode week neck last week with the All Star Game and review. I was I went to Puerto Rico because I had some business to deal with, and <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I hopped on the. First off, my plane was delayed four hours, so I already had to rebook my flight at a JFK because I was going to connect through JFK. So I get to the airport, the plane's delayed. The captain said the the plane smells smells like fumes. Can it came checked it out? And he's like, you know, it's all good. Okay, hop on the plane. You know, we're taking off. First off, there's this kid who was screaming and yelling. So I just popped on a podcast, you know, of course, listen to our podcast. Yeah. Popped on the Critics Corner podcast, of course. Kid, just scouting,
0: kid. trying to learn from listeners. private
1: sakes, you know, what listeners like and need. Yeah. And so, like, I had already taken a sleeping pill, too, because I was going to try to fall asleep because I had to fly a little bit. It's for five-hour flight. And uh, Pilot comes on the intercom and is like, yeah, we're getting diverted. And I look out the window, and I was like, oh, wow, the mountains look beautiful. The water looks beautiful. But then when I look out, I'm like, damn, we're really fucking close. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I ended up landing. Uh, Nobody knew what happened, but one of the passengers took a picture of smoke coming out of an engine. Uh, Thankfully, we were on concrete, kissed some concrete. (laughs) Uh, A lady was very mad at the pilots and was like telling them, you guys knew this plane was screwed. I mean, it sounds like she kind of has a point. And she woke up, she said she woke up and she thought she was in Brooklyn when there was palm trees outside. <laughs> so yeah, and, and after that excursion, uh, a lot of people were like, well, why are you at the front of the line? Like, why are you trying to calm everybody down? It's just like, because we ain't going to achieve anything. And um, they're like, why are you at the front of the line? Oh, because I'm going to the beach. I'm not flying again today. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like the Magic Johnson meme. You know, the memes like, no, I ain't no, here. No, no. i'm not gonna be here
0: <laughs> yeah well then you ended up staying like an extra three or four days in puerto rico
1: because it was cheaper you know it, i ended up getting a cheaper flight out on saturday so thankfully you know i got that delta i won't i won't name the first airline um we not the airline will not be named but thankfully i got that delta service on the way back up you know everything cool
0: did I the thought... first airline start with an s
1: s no it was not spirit <laughs> okay it was not a spirit. I would never, bro. If I'm flying spirit, I'm probably flying the plane. And that's not a good idea.
0: You know why they call it spirits? Because, you know, you're either going to make it there or you'll make it in spirit.
1: Well, you know, it is what it is, man. But, you know, thankful I got to watch a lot of baseball in Puerto Rico. You know, it's very different down there um, for you American listeners. In Puerto Rico, there is, like, we don't get the telecast. Like, we don't have, like, Valley Sports or anything so every night in puerto rico we have the puerto rican tv station like the equivalent of the NBC in puerto rico uh, or abc whatever and they have a sports channel and every night there is a baseball game starting at seven o'clock it is usually the yankees or the red sox or if it's a good west coast game they usually usually do a double header they'll put the dodgers or the giants right after so got to see a lot of the yankees uh Saw the capitulation of the Yankees versus the Reds. That was and, a really good series. And then uh, I had MLB Network, so I, that you know it was really good. MLB Network, quick pitch, quality, quality, quality series. Uh, not to watch good ball, but the main facts we need to talk about is uh, the trade deadline upcoming next week. And I think that's something we need to really like yeah. focus on and talk about the elephant in the room. And I think you're going to take this one away from here.
0: No, the Juan Soto deal, I'm assuming. What do you think? What do you think? The Juan Soto deal. So since we last spoke for the listeners, Juan Soto recently turned down a 15-year, $440 million million deal from Washington. That would have been the largest contract in MLB history. But while it looks big on the surface, $440 million, it's still less than Miguel Cabrera's contract when you – uh, annual AAV,
1: yeah, annual, annual value. It's,
0: like, it's hardly any more than the Mike Trout deal. It's like five million dollars more per year uh, in the Mike Trout deal, which was signed three years ago. So really, the offer that Washington gave w- was—it seems high. It's a joke. It's it, a joke. It's a, joke. It's a joke considering it's Juan Soto. He's twenty-three years old. His best years are very possibly still in front of him. So now they're basically looking to to trade him at this year's deadline. And he'll still have three years of control. He'll have this year, next year, and the season after that of arbitration. So whatever team trades for him is going to get three years of pennant runs with Soto as a 23 year old. And then they have the option of paying him or letting him walk in free agency. And naturally this is going to be one of, if not the biggest haul in MLB trade history, due to the fact that Juan Soto is 23 years old, he's one of the best hitters in baseball. This year is having a little bit of a down year. He's had a great July, and he, like I said, he's 23 and he's already won a World Series, so he has the championship pedigree. People forget about that World Series; it was three years ago. I don't know why, like people disregard the Nationals as a poverty organization. Like th- the chances are they've won a World Series uh, more recently than your team has, so put a little respect on their name. Hey, they got that World
1: Series was lucky, though. Don't admit that. How oh, they won every that was actually one of the best World Series we've had in quite a while. The- I agree, but like, I mean, it's just like lucky that they have been. It's sort of like what the spell if, like, we're putting it in other sports terminology for our non baseball fanatics, it's literally doing what the six they actually succeeded in trusting the process with the Philly. Like, if I the, had to
0: compare it to a title, it would be the Eagles when they beat the Patriots.
1: I disagree. I, I think it's if the Sixers and draw them Bean and Ben Simmons winning a title.
0: That's a good point because they had, you had been- everyone was healthy. Finally, like Strasburg was actually healthy and you had Corbin who was on Scherzer stayed healthy that whole year. I think Corbin was an all-star that year, if I'm not mistaken. And the lineup clicked on all cylinders. So yeah, everything kind of went right for the nationals that year. And if I'm not mistaken, they were in the wild card and it was that uh, hit to right field where Trent Grissom went under his legs and they scored a bunch of runs. So they barely got out of the walker. We're getting off the point. The point is they're trying to trade Juan Soto, the, one of the best players in the league. This is kind of like trading Kevin Durant. You could argue it's like trading LeBron in, in the early stage of his of his career. Not that Juan Soto is going to be as good as LeBron was in his in his sport, but it's this, this is like a, it's equivalent.
1: Let me just put the equivalent easier. This is like trading LeBron when – the Cavs had the inkling that he wasn't going to re-sign that Miami showed up right and so, so, you know
0: we had this conversation a little bit but it kind of comes down to the question of is he almost too good to trade because the the return you're going to get I feel like if you're the Nationals it's never going to feel like enough for one player for Juan Soto <laughs> and if you're the team trading for Soto you don't want to give up your entire farm system plus a few major league pieces and be left with Juan Soto and not as not a ton
1: around him and so, your farm system's ravaged. So, so you're saying that So, play mock GM, play mock GM, if you're a contending team, why wouldn't you trade for him? If you're a con- I'm just saying it's difficult, but why wouldn't you? Well, if you're the, of course you want to trade for Juan Soto. He's one of the best players in the league. I'm You're saying not- so, but like, it's like uh it's like what's his name? It's like less need fuck them picks, fuck them prospects. And like I was watching MLB network and I forgot who's the MLB network, the XGN who does the MLB?
0: Yeah, he uh the Rockies, X Rockies GM.
1: Yeah, he was he was saying, like, if you go back and look at the top 10 prospects, let's say five years ago, like the hit rate isn't like crazy. That it's just like of course not, and you you have in your You would have in your hands what you know is a top-ten player. What you have top-ten players, you just have to have the monies. And so right now, John Heyman, and, he, and this is where we're going to start playing Mock GM, he said that uh, there's 13 teams that want him. Pretty much half the league wants him. And, and, of course, half the league should want him. The whole league should try. If you're a winning team or a team trying to contend, you shouldn't be trying to go get him. So the Padres, the Dodgers, the Yankees, Mets, Mariners, and others are interested, and the Cardinals. Now, my thing is, what type of return are the Nats going to get? And they said four to five top, top young players, which by that meaning they want top ten system guys, and they want major leaguers with low service time, and they want to move Patrick Corbin, which – makes sense. My one gripe with the
0: Corbin deal, which it's one of the worst contracts in baseball right now. He's owed 23 million this year, then 24 million and then 25 or and then 35 million in uh, 2025 or 2024. But you're a bad team anyway. Like you can eat that contract. It's not like you're going to get 10 anytime soon. But at the
1: same time, that deal but at the same time he's clogging up the system in a way you you could just be throwing dude starters and boom, you can find a diamond in the rough starter play in your system. But let the, let, let the young guys cook. Like right. for, but Like for instance, in the second half of the season, you're going to see a bunch of teams move on from vets or just DFA vets, because they're just going to want to see young guys just see what they got and see if they can cut for the major league roster next year. Or, you know, they're but, not there.
0: Yes, I agree. But does moving on, making the team you're trading to take on the Corbin contract, does that diminish your return? Because if I'm the Nats GM, I don't want making the, the team I'm trading to take on that Corbin contract, diminish the return I'm going to get for Soto because 10, 15 years from now, no one's going to remember that, that you got rid of, that you got off that Corbin contract. Well, like an NBA, when you trade for expiring contracts, no one remembers the expiring contracts. They just remember what you traded for.
1: Well, just remember, here, here's my point in case. And this is something I go back and forth with. Shout out to my guy, Alex, because me and Alex talk a lot of ball. And I don't know who has the leverage in the negotiations. It's clearly, we like, from one side I see it, Juan Soto is not going to be a national for his, the rest of his career. We know that. Like, it's something that it's pretty clear that he does not – not that he doesn't want to play. He's a professional, but he doesn't see his future in Washington. Yeah. But then when you flip the other side, Nationals don't have to trade him. It's three years team control. So it's like, who has the leverage in negotiations? And I tend to side with the Nationals, and that's why I think they can move the Corbin deal. Because if you're a contending team and there's desperate to win, it's like a San Diego. They see Juan Soto, a top young player, why not? Like you can't – like if you're a GM and a GM like A.J. Preller who's on the hot seat, you have to make that move because Juan Soto don't come available on the market. Like this is just an institutional mismanagement of the Nationals not planning post-Harper, post-Trey Turner, post-Max Scherzer. You know, that's, that's their fault. They
0: fell off harder than the Cubs after the World Series.
1: Well, it's just that the team was never they, – they didn't re-sign Anthony Rendon, which is s- smart and hindsight bias. And their team, they're like – they were just a collection. Right now they're a collection of journey utility men. Like if you go read that World Series roster with Trey Turner, Scherzer, like those guys were like guys that were like quality like utility men and they're not really, like, real good guys. Like, for instance, if you think about the great Yankee teams or the great Cubs teams, I know there's not many, but think about who's the biggest unsung hero. In my opinion, the biggest unsung hero on the Cubs was Ben Zobrist. I
0: Yeah. I Those are the
1: type of guys you, you, you make your roster, and the Nats didn't really have many of them, in my opinion. Let's go look. I can look through their lineup. But it's just, like, it's just that, and, I mean – I, I, you know, look, every team should be interested. Some of the teams I see on this list, I don't agree with that should be interested in Juan Soto. Like, I don't think they should go for him because I, just, I don't think it's smart of them. So, for, for instance, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start diving into some teams. The Mariners should not be interested no, no, in no, Juan no. Soto. Doesn't the, fit the timeline. No, it's not It's not about the timeline. It's that the Mariners are in such a great position from, from a farm and a roster that, like I've been telling people, as like they this this trade deadline, they shouldn't make a trade. That's and what I meant,
0: that's what I meant when I said doesn't fit the timeline. Like obviously Juan Soto fits their timeline, but trading their entire farm system plus a couple good MLB players at this year's deadline makes no sense for Seattle.
1: You know what they should like? I'm on board with the mainers. They should be cautiously buying. They should only buy guys like a Carlos Santana, like they did, who came on a really cheap right now and is really like cheap deal. He yeah, had a they, bomb on Saturday. Yeah, he's been playing great. But like, there's teams where I definitely do see why. I don't see how, for instance, I don't see how the Mets get him. I just don't think their farm is deep enough. And I think if the Mets were to get him in division, they would pretty much have to just dismantle their whole, whole farm.
0: Yeah, because you know the Nationals are going to want to trade them to the Mets and have to play them – well, I guess the ch- schedule changes next season, but play them all the time still.
1: But You're going to have to compete with them for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, I don't think they could bear that. They couldn't bear that. Now, here's, here's, here's where I'm going to start. I made some mock trades before we started. And um, this is, I think, the four best places. And I haven't seen these mock trades, so I'm reacting live to, the, to these. So trade number one is the Cardinals, who I think have the best package to give the Nationals. Okay. Yeah. And they have a mix, they have a really they have a St. Louis's farm is really good. And they have a good mix of major leaguers, young major, major, major leaguers. I am offering if I am the Cardinals, I am offering one of Tyler O'Neill or Dylan Carlson has to go on the way on the way over. Because I think that outfield trio, one of them has to go. Uh, okay. I Yeah,
0: that would be one of your major league talents.
1: And I think O'Neill and Carlson have the most value. And I think Carlson has a lot more upside that hasn't been reached yet. Yeah. And I think O'Neal
0: struggled with injuries this year, but he's still a really good player.
1: And then I would give uh, Jordan Walker, who's a top 100 guy in, uh, in, uh, in major league baseball. He's number seven. Right now and he's in Double A, so he should be up next year. I would give Mason Win, who's also at 89th in the uh, top 100, and then I would give Matthew Libertore, who is 45th. That's it. Yes, That's it. I, I I don't give I, Nolan Gorman. I I would give no, but if I give Nolan Gorman, O'Neill and Carlson would probably switch to Harrison Bader.
0: Okay, and then can you – I don't think that's enough if I'm, not, if I'm Washington. That's not enough.
1: That's four – if you give Gorman, that's four top 100 prospects and one, one really good young outfielder back.
0: I know, but it's the, it's the, it goes back to the prospect thing you mentioned where what percentage of these guys actually hit? Sure, cool, he's a top 80 prospect. How many top 80 prospects have there been in the past five years?
1: Well, here's the thing. They're, those prospects are like they're due to come up. So they're almost like major league ready. Like Jordan Walker should be up fairly soon. Libertore has been up. We know he's – yeah. And, so, and then Mason Wynn played in the Futures game. So he shouldn't – it's like two, two years max. If I'm, if I'm Washington, I'm asking for Gorman
0: and then two of Bader, O'Neill, and Carlson. Or even Edmund and Brendan Donovan.
1: I, I wouldn't I, I think that's too much from the Cardinals side. Because if you look it's at Juan the, Soto. I know it's Juan Soto, but I'm not giving I only will give all Max will do will be Carlson or O'Neal, one of those two, plus Bader and the and those three three uh top one hundred guys. Okay or, or I do one of those two outfielders I stated plus Gorman and, uh, for Soto.
0: Here's the question. Should, should St. Louis be focused on trading for Juan Soto or should they go out and get an arm or two? Because the lineup hasn't been the weakness all season. It's been the rotation. We've talked about it all year.
1: I mean, it's Juan Soto. Juan Soto is generational. You don't, you don't say no to a Juan Soto. But is, is one
0: hitter – and then pretty much destroying the rest of your lineup.
1: Juan, Juan Soto can be insane. He can be the face of the Cardinals for the next 15 years. And I think if I'm the Cardinals, I will bet my chances that I will develop enough arms. Will the Cardinals pay Juan Soto half a billion dollars? They will because they'll probably move it on. Arenado is going to be moved on. Think about that. Arenado's contract's up soon. And I think, I don't know if Goldie's is. Goldie's,
0: but I, Goldies expires when, um, when Juan Soto becomes a free agent. So okay. it, it lines up perfectly.
1: It lines up perfectly in the timeline.
0: Cardinals did not pay Albert Pujols, one of their best
1: talents of all time, when he when he went to Los Angeles. I would love to hear Alden's take on it. But that's, that's what I think. I think if I'm the Cardinals, I try to do it. I'm moving because, screw it. If I'm not going to... If I'm not gonna hold teams to one or two runs, I'm gonna just try to outscore them.
0: That that strategy tends to fail in the playoffs.
1: But hey, think about a lineup where you have Tommy Edmund hitting leadoff, off, and then you have Goldschmidt, who's right now odds on MVP favorite, sandwiched with Juan Soto and Nolan Arenado. Think about that. It's a great top four. It's a great top four,
0: but there's five other batters in that lineup too. But-
1: Harrison Bader, who's a, who's great defensively, hey, if he stays, if he stays, I'm saying that Juan is very underrated. Brendan Donovan's also very underrated. They got Yadier Molina, who is in Puerto Rico still. Did you see him? I did not see him, but he was on the island. I did see the video of him. I did get my dad actually. Sorry, did invite me to go to that game. Funny enough, where he kicked the ball at the ref. I decided not to go see uh, Puerto Rican Basketball League. So, Oh, right, right, right. The playoffs. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I really like, – they have enough death to, like, take a hit. Let me, let me hear your other offers. Okay, next offer, we're going to your New York Yankees. And here's my – here's where I'm going to preface this New York Yankees thing. I'm offering Volpe, Dominguez, Walden, Chuck, Wells, and Torres. Gleiber. Slow down. Anthony, Anthony Volpe. Yeah, Dominguez. Um, yeah, Walden, Chuck. Okay. You know, Wells. Okay. Austin, Weiber. I mean, that's way. That's like two times more than you just offered from St. Louis. Because Dominguez has more bus value, and I don't see. I don't see. I think there's St. Louis's prospects have more upside. Like, they could be more better than – Dominguez, I'm not – like, he's good, but I but there's still, like, that bust factor. There is. And, and the fact that the Yankees, which we'll talk about later, are open to move him. You think Y'all, know, y'all, y'all know something. Yankees are one of those teams that they, they know more than others know. Uh, understandably because they have him, but they know when it's time to pull the plug more often than not.
0: Hey, Volpe's the eighth overall prospect. He's kind of our shortstop at waiting.
1: Okay, but here's here's my thing. If you get Soto, okay, I go to Soto, and and uh, well, you don't have to because he has three years of control. But I basically tell Aaron Judge, man, you take this contract, you out, because I am assuming that they will be able to clear their those. M- Contracts And by, by contracts, I mean they'll be able to clear Chatton this summer. I think Donaldson's up in the next year or two, correct?
0: Yeah, next year or two. I
1: think he has another year of control left. Yeah, you, can, you can you can probably get at him out. Giancarlo, maybe you can clear out to a team like San Diego because they're needing a power bat, and he is a Southern California kid. Same thing with Joey Gallo. Gallo can—I know Gallo sucks, but hey, these GMs love potential and they're suckers for it, that. Some team will be like, "Hey, we can fix you." It's like you know, yeah. every—it's like a—it's like the, it's like a girl, man. There's a lot of girls that are like, "Hey, this guy's a project. We can fix him." They will take the chance and take the risk and
0: deal. I with think it. Gallo is—he can be a serviceable big league player. He's just one of those guys that does not fit New York City at all. It was a bad move from the start. I think if he got a fresh start in a small market like where he was in Texas, he'll be fine.
1: Well, He's that's New I'm York for him. Well, that's what I'm saying. You you take the some team will take the risk.
0: And and by the way, Chapman's gone after this year. He's uh, expiring. And
1: 40 mils gone. So is Gallo. So so is G- Gallo can get moved. And so then if I'm Steinbrenner, I know Glyber laid some heat on the Steinbrenners last week. So he might not be on the good graces of uh, Mr. Cashman. But if I'm Cashman the Steinbrenners, there's two guys in Boston that aren't very happy, you know? And I go and back up the Brinks truck. I-5 theft settings. Like, did you hear about that? The I-5 uh, in LA, the Brinks truck that got stolen? No. Ten, at least $10 million stolen, up to 100. million. I go and back it up to Xander Bogarts and Raphael Devers. And and look, I tell Judge, you either want to be a part of this or you're not. Because we will go spend money. The and, things, and,
0: and, and the It's tough, tough because yeah. you, we're not going to be able to pay both of them. Because we'd have a billion t- dollars tied up in Judge, Soto, and Cole. So we wouldn't be able to pay those – Three deals, but it like we'd have the three years of contendership with Soto and Judge. Mm-hmm. If we signed the thing with judges, like as for as good as he's been this season and as great as he's been as a Yankee, there's going to be more bad years on that contract than good years. He's 30 years old, he's six foot seven, 200 something pounds. Bodies like that aren't meant to play baseball. I'm telling you, the back half of that contract is going to fall off. Whenever Judge falls off, he's going to fall off a cliff. You
1: don't have to give. You don't have to give a long contract. And you don't, You just have to front load the crap out of the deal. Like A. rod was talking about it on K. Rod a couple weeks ago, and he was like, "Just give him a five year deal," because I know the Yankee. He, he like basically admitted, "Yeah, the Yankees screwed up by giving me this amount of money for so long." So just. Give him a five-year deal and give him a lot of money. Give him forty-five million a year, front-loaded. so then you have Cole at thirty-six,
0: Stanton at thirty-two, Donaldson at twenty-one. You'd have Judge at forty-something, and then you'd also have Soto at probably
1: what twenty-something in arbitration. I don't think I don't think the Yankees are gonna give Judge a long deal, but we're getting off the point. I'm saying. Cashman knows that the Yankees haven't won a World Series since 2009. You guys are getting restless. <laughs> I know.
0: And I, I would trade for – I would give up the prospects for Soto. I would. You well, can always get you, prospects back. So you would do that deal? I would. And you think it's fair? You're, you're the Nats GM. You think it's fair? If I'm the Nats GM, I'm elated with that trade.
1: Yes. Okay, so so so,
0: so it's, I, the one point I would say is maybe a little bit more major league talent only Glaber in that deal. I guess what, Volpe you could almost consider major league talent because he'll be up next season. But, what, what,
1: what more major league talents do Yankees have? That's that's actually like all you guys are old. You guys are almost becoming retirement. We're so, old,
0: yeah, exactly. Glaber is twenty five. He's like the best tradable piece.
1: You can give Peraza, but I don't know what you're going to do with two shortstop when they already have Brady House. In the I'd throw him Michael King. He just got hurt, though. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you can't – like, it's – looking at the NAT system, they already have Brady House, and he's going to have Volpe and Brady House, and you're just going to throw in Peraza? Like, no. It's not – it's three shortstops to play two positions, middle infield positions? No. All right, so next team I said was the Padres. I think the Padres are very desperate because A.J. Perler's on the hot seat. Problem with the Padres is, is they don't have major league talent to like give like the Cardinals or the Yankees. But their farm would be Robert Hassel, uh, McKenzie Gore, who could be classified as major league talent, even though <laughs> yeah. he, he's been even bad. Even though he's a three-pitch pitcher. <laughs> C.J. Abrams, who's also major league talent, but his bat hasn't been picked up well. And then James Wood, and I think you – I don't know who you give him his major league talent. I wouldn't give Croner worth because that's way too much. Right. Uh, there's not really much – another prospect. I don't know. But if it's, there's one team that's desperate out of the teams I've said, it's the Padres. And Prowler has not been scared to make a big trade. You're fleecing the farm, though. That is true. You are fleecing the farm. If they do this trade.
0: I think I think San Diego is the most likely team to do this because of that desperation, like you said. They do have a good farm system, they'd have to part ways with it completely. But I mean, I I just these, these Southern California teams love to make these splash deals. And
1: what are they giving them money?
0: Is Juan Soto really gonna put the
1: Padres over the
0: hump this season or the next season or the next? Probably not. But it'll keep Preller in a job for at least a couple more years. My
1: thing is, where are they going to get the money?
0: I know. They're already over the luxury tax. They're
1: paying. a luxury tax team. Well, they're paying two dudes. They're paying one dude to basically sit on the IL, and they're paying Machado. Can we talk about Tatis?
0: Because I was right on him before the season. And what?
1: They wouldn't play.
0: I didn't say he wouldn't play. I just said he was an idiot for getting on a, on a motorcycle. It way? was in his contract for not to not get on a
1: motorcycle. I mean, a lot of players do dumb shit, so you can't. I mean, a lot of players do dumb shit and don't get caught. Hey, man, <laughs> we're not we're not going to be Judge jury and executioner here and judge judge a, hey he's stupid by doing one dumb worst f- things that players have gotten in trouble for. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but it, it wasn't smart. Ben Roethlisberger wrecked his motorbike like in plain daylight without wearing a helmet so
0: well he got in trouble for other things as well
1: But well, uh, hey but as a project you're the nets GM, you doing the padres deal
0: i know i think they don't have enough mlb talent like they don't have enough sure things cj abrams and Mackenzie gore are not sure things
1: they are works in progress
0: yeah what,
1: what's the next deal you got one more for me the dodgers
0: mm, probably
1: of course, of course uh the main piece in this deal would be uh, Bobby Miller, who is a stud, and after that, um, your boy from Butler, Ryan Pepeo, and then okay. Michael Bush, Andy Pages, and I don't know who you give Major League Talent because... Gavin Lux, Dustin May? They won't give Gavin Lux because I there's been countless deals that Gavin Lux has been rumored to be in, but... They think he can be, like, not Jeter-esque, but, like, be their one-club guy, you know? Loyal to the Dodger group, so they'd really like him. So they don't really have a lot. Maybe Cody Bellinger, but...
0: Yeah, what's his trade value at this point?
1: He's a reclamation project at this point. Uh, There's not really much young MLB talent, because Dustin May just came off Tommy John.
0: Right, and he's... Yeah, he just threw a rehab start on Friday, he but he's not ready. So uh, they they had it's weird. It's almost like they don't have enough tradable MLB
1: assets as well. Well, they have the farm because I could have put the in, farm. They don't have the MLB. I could have put in Diego Cartaya, but it makes no sense to trade him Cartaya because they already have Kiebert Ruiz <laughs> from the Dodgers. It's like it's like they picked. I kind of tend to imagine that they pick Keybert over Kartaya. There's like, a chance that happened. Yeah. So it's just like they they have, Turner, yeah. they have familiarity with the system, but I don't, I don't see it. So they have a
0: lot of it, maybe Max Muncie. Oh no, he's been God terrible. I know he's been horrible, but what about, would you Trey Turner's an expiring? Would you ship him back to Washington? Why would Washington do that?
1: Why would Washington do that? And then, why would the Dodgers do that? I kind of tend to think they would need a thirteen to get that major an talent.
0: And how often do three-team deals happen in baseball?
1: The last three-team deal that I can think of, at of the top of my head, and see if you we have telepathy, but guess—really old trade, like ten years old. Oh God! Give me a team. It was with the
0: Dodgers it was, it was as well. Ten years ago, was it position player? Yes. Ten years ago uh
1: Price no who yes keep guessing it's not Price because Price I I think Price was a three-way deal but I don't remember was it Puig no Puig was a Cuban sign but he got dealt from
0: what about old Bauer that was a three-team deal
1: that was but that's not the one I'm thinking of
0: Let me think.
1: Hate this player, by the way. What'd you say? You hate this guy. Wow. Like you, if you once I tell you the name, you'll be like, "Oh fuck! How did I not know this?" Like you're gonna be really mad at yourself. The listeners are. The listeners are like, it's it's very oh, like Manny,
0: Manny, Manny. Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: three man, team deal. Three team deal. Yes. It was with the Pirates which I'm double checking because I thought Jason Bay also went to away so it was yeah, a it is. I'm year. looking at it right now Jason Bay went to Boston uh, Boston sent Craig Hansen and Brandon Moss to Pittsburgh Dodgers sent, sent Andy LaRoche and Brian Morris to Pittsburgh and Manny went to LA yep
0: and he he really didn't do much and if I. I'm not mistaken.
1: He was decent, but it wasn't like old Manny. But, you know,
0: it wasn't prime Manny in Boston.
1: I don't know. I think Syringes got in the way at that point. What do you say? Syringes got in the way.
0: You know, people forget Manny Ramirez was on those really good Cleveland teams in the late 90s.
1: He was. But regardless of the fact, out of the four teams I just listed, which one trade do, do you team makes the most sense?
0: You know, if I'm being honest, if i'm the nationals none of those deals like knock my socks off and i don't have to make a deal this this trade deadline you can get the same similar returns if not more in the winter so if i'm if i'm washington i'm only taking the perfect deal like all, it would almost have to be an overpay so i think st louis could overpay if they throw in like one of uh or two of bader o'neill and carlson or you could get maybe an overpay from San Diego, throwing in a Cronenworth. The Yankees, I would argue, have the best upside prospects. Like Dominguez could be a generational talent. And, I guess it, what I, I think the Cardinals' prospect package is better. We talked about the Cardinals' prospects all the time. They're not going to be g- like generational talents. They're going to be solid big leaguers for a while. They're
1: going to be like the Colton Wong's of the world. I disagree. I think they'll be good to like very, very good MLBers. Like, potentially.
0: It, 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 I would say, I would say right now the Cardinals or the Padres are my favorites. We've been talking about this for a long ass time.
1: Yeah, but regardless, I, I, I agree. I don't think they should, they should, I think they should wait to the winner, in my opinion. They should what? Wait, wait, till wait to the, the winner? Yeah. I don't get the rush to like trade unless somebody overpays.
0: So, okay. Uh, there's also rumors that Otani or the Angels are taking calls on Otani, who has one year of team control next season. He's in arbitration, and then he'll be a free agent in the winter of 23-24. Should they trade him? Should they trade him?
1: No, I don't see the rush either. Why? Because they can probably get a bigger package in, in, in the summer, in the winter, actually. But you would trade him at some point? At some point, because that team's going nowhere. That boat, like They should just blow the whole thing up because that team's not going nowhere. Like Trout should get traded, Otani should get traded. If I'm Otani, like I hope I don't get traded so I get to pick where I go because I think it really – I think he's one of those guys that can't go to a big market either. I don't think he can pitch in New York. I don't think
0: he – I think he wants to stay on the
1: West Coast. He does because I did read an article that um, said that the best meeting in his free agency – was the Yankees. And he told Cashman, thank you very much. You were my best being, but respectfully, I do not want to play on the East Coast. I want to stay on the West Coast. The only place I will go eastward is Texas. <laughs> um, so, east, so East Coast.
0: But if you're, the, if you're the Angels, like you're going nowhere with these two generational talents. You could get quite literally the best return in trade history now these guys might be too good to trade like the the angels might never get a package that they're satisfied with but if they were able to somehow work out a deal two deals it would be the the biggest trade package in history and you'd be able to build out a more balanced roster right now there's so many holes in the angels roster and they have these two stars but everything else kind of sucks if they Moved off, They would be able to get star power and also a more balanced roster, fill out that back end of the rotation, fill out the other infield spots, fill out the outfield like they've been searching for these guys for so long. The only problem is the owner loves the idea of having Otani and Trout as like his headline guys, his stars, his flashy items to draw tickets and sell a ton of merchandise. Lord knows Otani has been great for merchandise for the for the Angels
1: the japanese listeners man those japanese people are probably
0: buying the crap out of the jersey and just in general i mean he's a popular player everyone loves otani like i've never met anyone that doesn't like otani he's kind of like Giannis. have you have you watched his uh gq five essentials i have not you should definitely watch it i
1: didn't
0: know he went on there i love the gq youtube videos
1: yeah his, his gq essentials video and it's just so hard to hate on the guy because when he was going talking about the things it's like you you'll see. I don't want to spoil it, but like, it's a good watch. It's it, it's because you you know you'll see some weird stuff. Some some of the like he put on some weird stuff. But once you're like ah, this makes a lot of sense. He's got drip. He got drip. I'll give it to him. But regardless, you know I don't want to question this too long because the Angels are a dead franchise. Just pure vibes FC out there. <laughs> That part, they they might move to Vegas just to save their fucking fan base. Cause well, they were weren't they rumored to move somewhere? They uh, to the lease I think or something. And twenty twenty five ends, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if, hey, Oakland stays in Oakland. we signed it, or I don't know, but hey, that's a dead team. Um, I want to touch on the trades, potential trades we can see next week. Are there any people who are like you know, are interested? Because we already saw Daniel Vogelbach get traded for Colin Holderman. Which will really help the Mets with their hitting, their right-handed hitting. They're looking for the left-handed hitting, so against left-handers. So I'm really interested to see if there's any guys because I mean, next week we'll talk deeper about like a couple guys who are interested to see where they go or just see what happens with them.
0: Well, I'm, I think I'm most intrigued to see if the Red Sox are sellers. My gut says no. I think that that front office has too much pride to sell. Like, could you imagine the Red Sox fans if the Red Sox traded Bogarts?
1: Oh, bro, anarchy. I anarchy.
0: Think- yeah, they've I- already traded
1: Mookie Betts. I, I-, I-, I- think they would freaking, you know what would happen? I think all the Red Sox fans will hop on a plane and light up Anfield on fire, which I'm not opposed. Anfield? I'm not opposed if they set up Anfield on fire. Like, Liverpool could go rot, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, no one likes Liverpool uh, except Liverpool fans. And that seems where all the FSG money is going. But point is, I think the Red Sox will ultimately be buyers, small buyers. I don't think they're going to sell. They're only three games out of the wild card. If they were smart, they would sell. They won't. And then I, I, I want to see where Castillo goes because the Yankees really need an arm. And I'm also really curious to see where some of these top-end bullpen guys goes because they always make a huge difference down the stretch, especially in the playoffs. Um, the Yankees. Um, close, um,
1: um, um, Joe Ply.
0: Don't mantiply The Yankees just lost Michael King. Chad Green's already out for the season. The and Britain are slowly coming along. Like the Yankees bullpen all of a sudden is very weak and we need another arm. So I'm intrigued to see where a lot of these bullpen guys go. I think Houston's going to go for Mantiply because they really need a left handed reliever. I don't think they have one on their active roster. So I, I don't think I, they- I'm always interested to see where the bullpen guys go. They're always under, under the radar moves, but they really do make a
1: huge difference come October. Did you hear the uh, the Houston Astros are in for Luis Castillo? Yeah, that terrifies me. I, I am most interested to see where Luis Castillo goes. That is my guy. I am a big Luis Castillo. I have been William can attest to how many times I have texted him over the lockout and pre-lockout offseason. Yankees should be getting Castillo. Castillo needs to go be in a big market. He's a pitcher, and we saw it perfectly under the Yankee lights. What did you saw that start right? Yeah, he
0: he aced his uh, his. Uh interview his audition he aced it
1: he aced that one and he aced the boston one too because he also pitched at fenway so well i mean triple a
0: pitcher could ace the boston one at this point
1: the dude but this was back when they were hot like the dude's resume is quietly building and you know dodgers want him which i'm very confused as to why they have so many arms that can only mean that walker bueller or one of their they're not confident that either walker Heaney, or dustin may will be Back and I'm
0: hearing like mid-September on Walker Walker Bueller right now. That's kind of scary. And anytime you hear mid-September and it's July, and the playoffs start in October, how many starts is he gonna get at maximum two? If he yeah. comes back on time, which I mean it's not a guarantee.
1: For the sake of the, the Reds, I've heard uh there's a like a really rumor that was touched on this morning on uh, the locked on Reds podcast. Yankees were. And I think I don't know if it was a double. I think it's a double A game. Trey Sweeney and Jason Dominguez were benched in a twelve to eight game. That Trey Sweeney was a triple shy. Was I think it was a triple or a double shy of the cycle in like the seventh inning. So you really think that they're going to trade him? I don't know, but I don't see why you bench him in an eight to seven game. You already put up eight runs, and the guy was only. Well, they're not going to trade Dominguez
0: for Castillo. Are you crazy?
1: Hey, if they do that, there's a reason why he's being floated. Like, I think this is the first year we've heard that he's been actually like floated. Other years we've heard he's like absolutely untouchable, but he's getting floated. So it only means that the Yankees are finally open to moving him, or there's something we don't know
0: about him. Because the Yankees want to win a freaking World Series now, they know the window is now.
1: Well, we'll see. I mean, always get more prospects, like I said. I'm also interested to see where Khalil Watson goes. a lot of promise um, in, uh, in the Miami system. Uh, he did some choice uh, actions and there's something going on. And, you know, he, he is a top prospect. Was a top number first overall draft pick, first round draft pick. So we'll see where he goes. As I said, the bullpen arms we want to see where Josh Bell goes. Cause I think he'll be a very impactful bat for a contender Heard that Houston is also in for Josh Bell, which is scary. Cause if you only had a dude that's hitting 300 on a shit. Team in Washington. Imagine what he'll do being stacked in a lineup with Kyle Tucker, Alex Spregman, and Jose Altuve. Yeah, the Astros are terrifying. I don't. I don't see that their systems out. Their system's not that deep though. I don't see they don't have like the talent the other teams. So, those are two or three guys I'm interested to see. Um, like I said, it's next week. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's and,
0: August second, so next Tuesday.
1: I mean. Those guys like under-the-radar guys like Kyler Malley that could get moved. Interested, he I think he's a very quality pitcher. Seeing Noah Syndergaard get throwed around. Interested to see what Atlanta does. I think Atlanta's a sneaky team. I don't think they'll be making a big move. But, hey, Alex Andropoulos is not scared. We saw that last year.
0: The Braves will get some random reliever that is an analytic starling and ends up playing a huge role for them in the playoffs.
1: That's the Giants thing, but I'm, I mean, also, Giants is sellers potentially. Yeah, they're fraudulent. We want to see what they do. I, I was a big giant, I was on bandwagon, but this past weekend, the so users of the Dodgers really hurt their uh, playoff chances. Yeah. But we'll see. I mean, a lot of big second half things going on. I mean, what, what will the Yankees do in the deadline? Will the Yankees keep it up? Will that whole starters keep it up? How will Domingo Herman pitch? Britain's coming back. Um, Will the Red Sox continue to co- capitulate in front of our eyes? Can the Orioles stay hot, uh, or, or even sneak into the wild card? Um, Seattle's making a push.
0: Like, Can uh, Seattle make the playoffs?
1: I think they will. So first it, time
0: in a wa- in like what early two thousands longest playoff drought in North American sports. So those are some of the storylines. I'm, I'm
1: more interested in the A because the NL is kind of like dry. The and only like,
0: the only major NL storyline I'm looking at right now is Braves-Mets, who wins that division. I've kind of written off the Central because, I mean, that's no one's going to win or contend in that division anyways. And then the West is the West. Can, can the Mets hold off Atlanta? We've been talking about this the entire
1: season. I don't think so. I'm a big Braves guy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Can Philly make the playoffs? I mean, Miami's five out. San Francisco is falling off a cliff.
1: All I'm saying is if you're losing 10-2 to to the Reds, you are not serious. Yeah. Like, Jonathan Indy just hit a grand slam versus the Marlins. So. Who, who's playing the Reds right now? Marlins. Oh. So I'm, it'll be interesting. The NL's dead. I mean, I hate watching NL Central games. I just freaking hate the Brewers so much with a burning passion. I hate the Brewers and the Cardinals piss me off. The the Cardinals, like you said it before, they're that cute chick you see the bar and you go talk to, and she has a dead personality. And you're like, come on, man. Right. And and we'll get Alden on soon to talk about more of that. Um, All-Star Game was last week. I think the Yankees made a statement. I think you can take this one away. A lot of subtle jabs at the Steinbrenner's and Cashman and company. There
0: were. There were. Judge had that awkward interview with the ESPN lady. Um, and then <laughs> they, I think Nestor said something uh, about.
1: Better field with Sergina. got
0: The fly ball when he was pitching. He said something like, uh, well, we don't have to pay him or we're paying him or something like that. And Glaber liked a tweet talking about, I don't remember what it was. Oh,
1: Fireburners going cheap. So essentially, the tweet for you listeners it, it went like this. He went and talked about and said, "Oh, Yankee fans expect the trade for Soto, even though they didn't pay Machado or Harper, which is kind of not true because they Stanton was a better value deal at that point in time. They didn't trade Miguel Andujar and some other prospect for Garrett Cole when they had the chance to when he went to Houston." And there was another one that they made a point out. And they were like – and then at the end of the tweet, it's like, you expect them to trade for Soto and pay on $500 million. Which, so, yeah, it's a valid point. Very valid. But, I mean, Yankees had some signs. Um, what about the game itself? The game itself was fun. I like the game. A lot of people crapped on the game. I really missed Joe Buck this so year, not going to lie. Yeah, Joe. where was he? He's on ESPN. Oh, right, right. So, well, I, I, it's not the same without Joe Buck. As much as I hate Joe Buck as a commentator, I, his presence was missed. Um, I did like that instead of having those two bozos talk, they had a, the um, the mic- they had they had the mics on. Uh, was small? Was Smolty on? I don't
0: even remember who it was to be honest.
1: It, but but it, it wasn't Joe Buck. But regardless, I like when the Trevino conversation and Nestor Cortez were mic'd up. That was
0: probably the highlight of the game.
1: I liked when Max Fried was I liked the mic'd up parts when they mic'd up the guys. Very, very good. Very yeah. good. Um, honestly, it's an all-star game. It's for NL, NL, NL AL Bragging Rights. AL continues to dominate.
0: You know. Dodger Stadium, perfect venue for it.
1: Yeah, it was just all around a great game. I mean, you know, it was the most viewed all-star game this year out of the big four of sports. NHL. What? I'm NHL. No, Major League Baseball was the most viewed all star. Okay, good. I mean, MLB has the best all star game. Better than A- NBA, NHL, Pro Bowl, all of them. Does MLB watch the Pro Bowl? Uh, no. MLB racked up seven seven million viewers. In excess of seven million viewers were all of them. Had six six something. MLB ended up getting seven plus. Do you say all of the other ones combined? No, I'm just saying MLB got seven million plus, like seven point something.
0: That's impressive.
1: And then the rest got like an M, like an NBA, NFL, and NHL each got six plus, like six something. So it was quality. What about what about the home run derby? You watch that? J Rod, J Rod, the J Rod show. Yeah, so I bet on
0: Julio Rodriguez to win. He was like plus one thousand, yeah. and Soto won the final round fair and square, but I do take a little bit of issue in the fact that Julio Rodriguez hit over 80 home runs. Juan Soto was pretty bad for two rounds and hit like 50-something total, and Soto won. When Rodriguez hit like 30 more home runs than him. We kind of have to do something about that to fix that.
1: Julio went through the freaking ringer. Julio went through like – first round, who did he have? He went uh, through Corey Seeger,
0: who had a nice lefty stroke. And then who else did he go against? Pete Alonso, the two time defending champion.
1: Yeah, and then Juan Soto had the corpse of Albert Pujols. He yes. Like, and Albert Pujols was like, get me. a – Albert Pujols was mad when Kyle Forber couldn't hit that home. He's like, shit, I have to go back out there and hit for three right. minutes again. Like, let alone I already hopped on a flight five hours to play one inning of baseball. And the only reason
0: that Pete Alonso lost or was so bad this year is because he had a different pitcher than the previous two seasons that he won. And the pitching, the pitcher sucked. And the pitcher has like a huge role in this home run derby. Like you have to have the best hitter and the best pitcher. The guy has to put it in the right spot every time. My question is if you really want to even the playing field, do you either. You use the same pitcher for every hitter or do like a pitching machine. So it's just consistent in the same spot, right where you want it.
1: That's, that, that's something we got to go up to Rob Manfred who sucks. So Exactly.
0: Oh, and another thing that happened over the, uh, the break is Rob Manfred said that he doesn't necessarily agree with the fact that people think minor league players aren't earning a, a living wage. So
1: he's a joker. Um, Way to go, I,
0: Manfred. Thank you for that.
1: Uh, I was more tuned into the MLB draft. Um, a lot of picks, a lot of things happen. The the one thing we could talk about is uh, Yankees drafted a uh, uh, Aaron Judge regen, Joey Gallo regen from from
0: Vanderbilt. I, we actually talked about him on the podcast before. Spencer Jones, outfielder from Vanderbilt, tall lefty. He's like 6-6, long swing, strikes out a lot, didn't hit for a very high average, but hits bombs. So <laughs>
1: Has a high exit view on his balls. So he'll be killing the short porch in five years. Yeah. Um, also, uh, my, one of my favorite picks was uh, the Cam Collier pick to the Reds. Uh, interesting. Hopefully they sign him. He's a 17 year old, I think. And he got drafted by the Reds and he was playing in junior college last year at 17. Awesome. So Kumar Rocker to the Rangers at three. So, yeah, it's interesting. We'll see him in a couple of years. I mean, Couple picks I'm interested. Did not like that Zach Neto pick. I think he went to the Angels. I don't like his swing at all. So,
0: what about uh, Jackson Holiday, number one overall?
1: I mean, I don't know. It it was between. I wasn't my, my guy. Tomorrow got drafted three, and it's tomorrow so, was
0: my guy as well.
1: I hopped on the bad wagon, but you know. I don't know. I just hop on your bandwagon sometimes, like the Austin Wiley bandwagon, which you're not taking any applications for right now, right? Um, I mean, you like fans
0: that know about him, like you've known about him, but like now, if you're getting on the bandwagon, nah, I've been on the bandwagon since the guy came up in like 2019, 2018.
1: Taking applications, no applications are being taken at the off so.
0: He's a future MVP. He, he's actually a sleeper National League MVP guy. The only problem is Goldschmidt's uh, on another planet right now. So, yeah. team of the week. Oh, they want to we can go through that quick, yeah. So, we get out. yeah, all right. So, team of the week, we're gonna do from the 11th of July through the 24th of so yesterday, um, roughly like basically a full week and some change of baseball. Um, so. Kind of reflected our fantasy matchup for the past week. Uh, catcher, we got Sean Murphy from Oakland. Eleven games, forty-eight plate appearances, two home runs, six ribbies, three fifty-nine average, four seventy-nine OBP, two twelve WRC plus, and a zero point nine WAR. Sean Murphy should not be traded at the deadline. If you're Oakland, in my opinion,
1: probably will get traded because they have Shea Langilleers knocking on the door. So,
0: I mean, it's Oakland. They'll probably trade him.
1: Next guy, Freddie Freeman. He played nine games and freaking hit four forty-five. Forty-five, five forty-five with a, well, a six hundred OBP, three forty-four Plus. and he's our hitter of the week. Eight RBIs, four homers. He just needed to go to Atlanta to get some home cooking <laughs> and now he, so
0: get 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 refreshed and ready to go in Atlanta. Other infielder, we got Paul Goldschmidt from the Cardinals. Nine games, forty plate appearances, five homers. Most of them came in this weekend series, this past weekend. 12 home runs, 279 average, 350 OBP, 193 WRC plus, and a zero point pot, 0.5 war. He's our NL MVP right now, for sure.
1: Uh, Ramon Urias, eight games, 32 plate appearances, four homers, 10 RBIs, 419 average, 438 OBP, 0.8 war, and 276, 276 WRC plus. For the Orioles.
0: Yes, sir. He's really good. Uh, Austin Riley. 10 games, 42 plate appearances, five homers, seven ribbies, 375 average, 405 OBP, 230 WRC plus, and a 0.8 war. Yeah, he's uh, the anchor of my fantasy team right now, him and Freeman.
1: You can take the next one as well. A judge
0: and blast uh, outfielder, Aaron Judge, 11 games, 47 plate appearances, seven bombs. One was yesterday as well. 16 homers, two stolen bases, 385 average, 489 OBP, 299 WRC plus, and a 1.3
1: war, which is highest in the league. There you go. Next guy, Teoscar Hernandez. Nine games, 39 plate appearances, four homers, 13 RBS, 378 average, 410 OBP, 238 WRC plus, and .8 war. For the
0: Jays, I think those all of those four home runs came in that game against Boston that they won twenty eight to five or whatever it was.
1: Yeah, that was yeah. He, he, Lourdes Gorryel was making fruit cocktails in the in the dugout. Like the, <laughs>
0: uh, we watched the funeral of the Red Sox franchise that night.
1: They brought out Sidney Sweeney, the only saving grace of that game.
0: Yep, for Boston fans, uh, outfielder Leody Tavares from Texas, eleven games, forty six plate appearances, one home run, twelve ribbies five stolen bases, 415 average, 478 OBP, 235 WRC plus, and a 1.0 war. And our utility guy.
1: Matt Chapman, nine games, 39 plate appearances, three homers, nine RBIs, one stolen base, 382 average, 462 OBP, 239 WRC plus, and 0.8 war. Pretty much another Toronto play. Audible Um, members this week are Ahmed Rosario, DJ LeMayhew, Corey Seager, Matt Carpenter, and Bobby Witt.
0: Matt Carpenter is basically Babe Ruth reincarnated. Starting pitcher, take it away. I got Garrett Cole. He had three good starts, went six innings plus in every single one, only five earned runs, uh, three walks, and a lot of strikeouts.
1: Dylan our second one, there's no reliever because the relievers didn't stand out. And it's a pretty, not going to lie, going out of the TV schedule of the week. It's a very shit week for baseball.
0: They did not right, really, really get the really get the guys fired up for for the next week here.
1: Yeah, there's not really the only really thing. Front end of the week, we only got the Subway Series starting tomorrow night. Two game set, Yankees Mets. We got Jordan Montgomery versus T1 Walker tomorrow night, and then we got Domingo Herman for the Yankees on Wednesday versus uh, Max Scherzer. Not very. I'm not very like. I don't get up for that. Like, I love of, the Subway Series. Yeah, but uh, regardless, we also have at the end of the week. It's a little bit better. Mariners and Astros, I mean, we could watch that, even though we just had that last weekend. Apple TV sucks again. Um, and the other game that I circled was Guardians-Rays, which could be low-key, all right. I mean, not much. Guardians are pushing. Twins, Padres, too, could be also good at the end of the week. Um, and then ESPN has decided to just shove the Cubs down our throat. No way. Cubs-Giants in San Francisco next weekend on Sunday Night Baseball. Oh, my. Saving grace is Carlos Rodon is pitching that Sunday Night game. So if you want to watch Carlos Rodon strikeout 10-plus – sorry, 10-plus, and you want to cash in on a couple parlays, take a Giants money line and Rodon strikeouts over.
0: Yeah. I mean, didn't the Cubs just sweep the Phillies? So
1: Cubs are hot. Don't matter. Brewers play the Red Sox if you want to watch two teams capitulate.
0: Yeah, there might be a, they might find find a way for both of those teams to lose.
1: You got the battle of uh, Pennsylvania too, Phillies versus Pirates at the end of the week. That's a good series. Nah, I'm not watching that. Pittsburgh's not bad. Oh my God, Peacock decided to shit on us. Uh, no OBJ. Um, Tigers, Blue Jays. <laughs> Man said no OBJ. <laughs> uh tigers, blue jays my god well that's
0: in that's in toronto isn't it
1: yeah
0: oh how do you, tigers, I, tigers are probably the biggest disappointment of this season
1: tigers are up like big right now they yep. show they show the what's his name Manaya. we
0: haven't even talked about eduardo rodriguez in that whole situation that's like a huge deal in detroit right now
1: well, really we can talk about it next spot because i think we've been going on for like two hours right yeah we
0: like an hour and a half, I think. Yeah, that's Rodriguez thing. Like, that's all they talk about on sports radio
1: here.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can yeah. talk about that next week. We'll leave that as a cliffhanger for next week.
1: That's a, that's a good week on the pod, you know.
0: I hope you enjoyed our 45-minute Juan Soto conversation. I mean, it's trade, it's trade season, so it's it's exciting time of year.
1: It's hug Watch 2022. What? Hug Watch. Tug Watch? Hug Watch. Hug? Oh, Hug Watch? Why? You know how they always come out crying? Oh, yeah. You know.
0: Juan Soto might come out popping bottles.
1: Hey, man. Juan Soto probably going to get walked this whole week. Not going to lie. If I'm finishing the Nationals, I'm just going to walk him.
0: If I'm the Nationals, I'm sending him.
1: Hey, I don't care. But regardless of the fact, thank you for listening this week. Hope you enjoyed an episode. Rather longer than usual, but, you know, Juan Soto is Juan Soto. Yeah. hope
0: you guys enjoyed. We'll be back next week. Might do Monday, might do a Tuesday deadline podcast. We'll figure it out. But thank you all for listening to this episode and we'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace out.